Reading Glasses, a show about book culture and literary life designed to help you read better. I'm writer, filmmaker, and book devourer Mallory O'Mara. And I'm Bria Grant, actress, filmmaker, and e-reader. This episode, we talk about book clubs and some really weird-looking pillows. Yeah, that's what we're doing this episode. (laughs) what we're doing. We've made that decision. It's relevant, we promise. It's going to be important. But first... What are you reading, Bria? I am reading a book called The Good People by Hannah Kent, which I just looked up what it's about because I just started it. But it's set in sort of a 19th century Ireland. Not sort of. That is exactly when it is set, in 19th century Ireland. And it is about... At the beginning, a woman's husband dies, and she's left with this child who has who who has some disabilities, and the people seem to think there's something wrong with the child, and that they think he might might be a changeling. And so, okay. it become I I think what's going to happen is that it's going to become like about a fight between the community and the who think that it's a cha- he's a changeling, and the grand the mother grandmother who's now taking care of this child who thinks that. He's not, but I'm not totally sure what it's going to be about because I'm not very far into it. But it's very good. It's pretty spooky, and like 19th century Ireland is a really that's a interesting time. place. I'm glad I yes. didn't live in. That's actually a, a period of time that I'm really nerdy about. My oh, Mara, I'm, my family's Irish, so I'm oh, pretty... my, my, I'm Scottish, so we're like right there, man. Um, <laughs> Irish and Scottish, but you should check this out. I mean, it is. There's a redheaded person in it. Is anybody down on their luck? Oh, the woman is so down on her luck. Actually, I would totally, Mallory. I would totally read this. What are you reading, Mallory? Uh, I am reading a book called In the Days of Rain by Rebecca Stott. And it's another cult book, but this is a nonfiction uh, memoir. Basically, it's about this woman who grew up in this like British Christian fundamentalist cult. And her whole family was in it. And when she was like, I forget how old she was when she got out, but when she was a little bit older, her family got out, her dad, because her dad was a minister in the cult, and just got out and became like a gambler and totally went the other direction. And later in life, when he died, he wanted her to finish writing his memoirs. So she agreed and she went back and started looking into, because when she was a kid, she doesn't really remember a ton about it. She does, but she wasn't looking at it critically. She was just living her life. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. So she goes, goes back and starts writing about it and really looking into like how crazy it was. Like this cult was like they just thought Satan ruled the world, which I think is pretty rad. I'm like, like, were they for that or against it? They were very against oh, it. Oh, they didn't like that. They were not into the Satan. Fa- They're like rule Satan, the world. World. not good. They, they, I get. You know what? I'm with them. Yeah, I'm with them. <laughs> they were like when the telegraph was invented, they were convinced that Satan ruled the air, which is badass. So were they like breaking through the air with like Christian telegraphs? Or I don't know. I'm not. The, I, or he was in charge of the telegraph. Like they were scared I, they, of they were, they were in charge of it. The, oh, they were like, they were Satan like runs the telegraph. <laughs> Satan <laughs> what a scary thing, the telegraph. <laughs> sure glad that took over the world. <laughs> Guess maybe it did. I don't know. <laughs> but it's really interesting. Uh, I'm always re- like cult books are in they're one of the secondary things in my wheelhouse i'm not as into cults as i am well, into like talking bears did you just say that you have like a secondary wheelhouse just put a pin in that and come put back it, to yeah. it <laughs> i have i have things that aren't as important as talking bears but i love cult stuff because i grew up completely a-religious i've never been to church so the idea of somebody believing in something so intensely that they get into a cult always really freaked me out which oh, yeah. is a, a fear that we both share no this is as a child one of my number one fears was that I would accidentally end up in a cult which is a, a movie that I really want to watch because it, that I accidentally end up in a cult yeah. I mean because I think I was because it was around like David Koresh time and I was living in Texas and I think that I was convinced 
that I was going to somehow end up in a cult in that situation. And I remember thinking, gosh, just don't get in a cult, whatever you do. Don't but talk don't to anybody. You. The thing about a cult is they don't tell you. They aren't but, like, welcome to the cult. Yeah, no, no, no. It's always just like, hey, come be our friend, which I always think I'm cult proof because I don't like people I don't know friends. touching me. You don't like friends. <laughs> <laughs> well, cults are always like, let's hug and hold hands. And that makes me want to Ralph. So I feel like pretty cult proof. Maybe you could start a cult that's just for people who don't want to don't be like, touched. Oh, no. Maybe I'm in a cult already. <laughs> but I love books like uh, The Girls by Emma Klein. Mm-hmm. I'm really big into a cult book that people don't talk about a lot is You Too Can Have a Body Like Mine by Alexandra Kleeman, which is one of my favorite books of 2015 or 16. But yeah, I'm really, really interested by all of that. So I'm very, it's cool that I'm reading this nonfiction book that's like a real life account of, you know, what it was like to grow up in that. And it's uh, really good so far. Sounds rad. So we want to take a moment to share some listener feedback. After our book shame episode, we had some excellent email confessions. You guys sent some really amazing, shameful secrets that you are confessing to us. We're going to tell you you shouldn't be ashamed, but we are going to share them with people because they're amazing. Which We're going to keep them anonymous, don't worry. Uh, But we feel like, you know, don't be shamed about this stuff. The first one is... I bought me and my mom a book because the title was related to an inside joke between the two of us. My mom is more of a literary reader than me. I enjoy sci-fi and fantasy romances. A romance writer I like tweeted Happy Pub Day to Alex Alice Clayton in a link to some or something to her new book, Nuts. I bought two copies. I knew Alice Clayton was a romance writer. I've never read her before or knew anything besides that. I gave it to, to my mom with that info and had to buy it because of the title. I eventually read it. Guys, I basically gave my mom porn. (laughs) Once I read it, I didn't say anything to her about it, and she hasn't said anything to me. I bought it right after it was published, and there have been two more in that series I've released since then, both of which I've read. Oh, I like that, you know, she kept reading it. This person stuck to the There's nothing wrong with reading a book about nuts, guys. If that's what you're into, don't be ashamed. Maybe, I'm kind of with this lady, maybe not give it to your mom. (laughs) Unless you guys are like, you know, I don't know what they're open about that. Obviously, it's weird. But, uh, you know, don't be ashamed. We're, we're absolving you of the same shame of that. So someone else wrote in, my reader confession relates to books you don't want to add to your Goodreads list, except I am obsessed with my number of books read per year, so I add everything. I just immediately go to my profile and delete it from my feed if I don't want everyone to see it. For me, it's mostly erotica. I delete anything with too weird of a title or cover. I don't really care if people know I've read it, if they go looking, and honestly, no one probably looks that closely. I just don't want to loudly announce to all my friends that I am reading or want to read certain things. But for a while, I didn't realize my Kindle was automatically posting things I was reading to Goodreads until I found out that for several days, my friends had been seeing in their feed that I was reading Crazy, Kinky, Dirty Pirates, a gay humiliation group roleplay story. Oops. <laughs> That is amazing. I did not know that Kittle automatically can post to Goodreads. I don't have it set up. Oh, boy. All your, all your secrets revealed. You know what? But maybe this is good. Maybe, who knows? Maybe one of your friends is also reading Crazy, Kinky, Dirty Pirates, and you guys can bond over that. So, no, we are resolving you of your crazy... I like any book with three adjectives yeah. before Pirates. That's a, that's a, that's a, they really got deep in, in there. Really Pun specific. intended. And <laughs> uh, our last confession is, I feel totally fine confessing this because no matter how many times I recommend a podcast to my mom, she never listens to it. I hope she listens to this one. Shout out to that mom. Yeah. A lot of mom confessions. Yeah. I've never finished a book my mom recommends to me. She'll order me to read a classic like Gone with the Wind and Wuthering Heights, and I'll get halfway through it, but our tastes are too different, and I always get bored, so I just wait a suitable amount of time and give it back to her. No, that's good. That's good. (laughs) That's pretty amazing. Good way to deal with it. But there's no shame. Just You should just tell your mom that you're not into this stuff because she's wasting her money on buying these books. 
Yeah. No shame, folks. You can email us at readingglassespodcast at gmail.com and send us your awesome reader confessions and we will absolve you of your shame. As always, we want to thank Danielle, who runs our Facebook group, and Chrissy and Rachel, who moderate our Goodreads page. Go check it out if you want to see what kinky pirate things everyone is reading. Yeah, go share what your kinky ki- pirate thing have you read this week? Yeah, share your kinky pirate stories. Uh, reading Glasses is also very pleased to offer interactive transcripts of the show through Greta. Go to Greta.com, G-R-E-T-T-A dot com slash reading underscore glasses to read and turn your favorite Reading Glasses moments into clips that you can share out on social media. I should probably stop swearing so much so people can share our clips more but i can't help it sorry guys you can't share swearing clips oh maybe if you have kids on your list no but i won't stop if those people follow me on social media they should already know that things are not not gonna be clean all your crazy kinky pirate stories (laughs) every time i post one of my crazy kinky pirate stories (laughs) so before we talk about book clubs we're gonna take a quick break but do you think the pirates are crazy like they're insane or do you think they just are having like a crazy i think they're having crazy kinky dirty sex oh it's not that the pirates are actually like they're like in an insane asylum. No, they're on a ship. I'm assuming. That's a big assumption. <laughs> they're pirates, right? Big ass and that's why they're. <laughs> and that's why they're dirty is because they don't have baths on ships. <laughs> I'm figuring it all out. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, love it. Oh, good oh, man, stuff every time. Uh, well, I hope that you're enjoying this podcast you're listening to as much as we are pretending to. But anyway, why not listen to another podcast too? It's called the Flop House. And on our podcast, uh, we have recently watched a movie, often a bad movie, and we review it on our podcast, but mainly talk about other stuff and I don't know, hang out. It's all about hanging out, feeling like you're being with your best friends. Who are your best friends? Us three. Dan McCoy, (laughs) Emmy Award-winning writer for The Daily Show, Stuart Wellington, owner of the best bar in Brooklyn, Hinterlands, and Elliot Kalin, former Emmy-winning head writer for The Daily Show with Jon Stewart, former head writer of Mystery Science Theater 3000, The Return, uh, so many things. Author of the upcoming children's book, All right, that's enough. The Elliot's credits just go on and on. Yeah, but if you like the idea of listening to three funny guys talk about bad movies, then why not come over and listen to The Flop House? It's uh, available at MaximumFun.org or wherever fine podcasts are found. So get out of here. So this week, it's all about book clubs. So many of you guys have emailed us asking us for a book club episode, and here it is. What does a book club actually do? Should you join one? Are they just for old people? A book club, at its most basic, is when a group of people decide to all read a particular book, and then they meet up to discuss it. That's it. Yeah. So um, I actually studied this for a brief while while I was getting my very useless American Studies You're using it right now! This is a very useful degree. But book clubs actually originated... The the ones that they can trace to what we have now and we think of as book clubs were about, were about the late 1800s. And usually it was a group of women, uh, women who wanted to study social reform, would get together in these groups. 
and they would focus on literature or books, or I guess literature is books. Now we think of it maybe as like a silly place you have, and you go have a glass of wine, and yeah, oh, this... who loves cheese or whatever. <laughs> um, can I? I would totally go to the Who Loves Cheese book. Club. <laughs> who loves cheese? The book club. Everyone, Everyone just sits club. down and goes me, and then that's the end of the book club. Yeah, but it used to be viewed as more suspicious by by men because it's just women doing too much learning. Oh no, women doing learning. You can look back to Anne Hutchison um, and her Bible gro- group. That I don't know if you're familiar with this, but very I'm from community. New England. I know about all you the know, fucking about it. And and shit. Very religious community. She started a Bible group for post sermon time. It was basically, you know, it was probably like the the first uh, post post podcast. What do you call those shows? Like a, when you like watch, you know, everybody watches Walking Dead and then they watch Talking Dead. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a wrap up show. Anne Hutchinson had her the first wrap up show. Had the first wrap up show of her Bible group, but then she got banished from living there because of the group that she But had. don't worry guys, nobody's gonna banish you for, having, for being in a book suspicious. club. So you can trace these book groups up through the consciousness raising groups of the sixties and seventies. The consciousness raising groups were obviously part of the feminist movement at that time. And you can trace it right up to Oprah's book club, which wow. is happening today. They're ones even dating back as early as the 1780s that people wow. can find. Recently, there's been a big rise in book groups because as, since the Trump election, there's been a big rise in reading. It's very cathartic to be around other people who are intelligent. Yeah. I mean, but people started these sort of like political mm-hmm. and his, historical book groups so you can you know, learn about history and learn more about politics. And if you were feeling like you were living in the dark before or living in, you know, a gray zone before just not paying attention. I think Trump got elected and people started paying attention. Which is great. And it, and they joined a lot of book groups. So the number of book groups actually have gone up in the last year. Which is awesome. I fucking love book clubs. I actually used to run several book clubs when I course, lived in New England. We had three different chapters in three different states. We had one in New Hampshire, Massachusetts, and Rhode Island. I headed all of them because I'm a crazy person. Wait, did you go to all yep. of them? Every Sunday was Salem, Massachusetts. Every Monday was Manchester, New Hampshire. And every other Thursday was Providence, Rhode Island. For a person who doesn't like socializing, that's a lot of socializing. Uh, but I love talking about books. That's true. Obviously. But yeah, we weren't traditional. Instead of all reading a particular book, what we would do is we would all just get to get together every week and talk about what we were reading. Like some people would all agree like, hey, I want to read this book. I want to read this book too. I'll read it together. But it wasn't like you have to read this book for this this meeting. Uh, we're all going to talk about this. It was not structured at all. And we would just all get together and eat pizza and talk about nerdy things i obviously love talking about books with people so i think book clubs are great even if they are like a traditional like all right we're all going to read this and once a month we're going to meet and talk about it i think they're a great way to meet friends they're a great way to find new books everyone knows the best part of finishing a great book is like gushing about it to someone especially if they've read it too i think you definitely get more out of the reading that you do books and comics and whatever your like audiobook whatever way that you read whatever you're reading if you discuss it with someone that just read it the reading glasses facebook group has a book club thing going right now too and they're doing a good job of organizing that but i'm very impressed because they're sending books to each other i know it's incredible we'll we'll link to it okay book club etiquette can be tricky though what do you do if you hate the book what do you have to go to every meeting There's, there's a whole different set of rules when you're going into talking about books with people especially people you don't really know well i don't think you have to go to every meeting i think if you hate the book and really don't want to talk about it it's totally cool for you to stay home there's no shame in in messaging everybody and saying, hey, I really didn't like this book. I'm going to skip this month. Uh, Unless you really, really hated it and want to debate about it. But if you do that, please be civil. Don't be a jerk. Don't go in there and go, this book was a piece of garbage. Whoever chose it is a piece of garbage. It's everybody's own interpretation of something. So don't be offended if somebody disagrees with you. But don't also don't be afraid to, to have an opinion. Oprah has Oprah. 
the uh, I'm sure the she, book club queen. She wrote a she wrote a list of do's and don'ts for book club etiquette. I, I kind of think she didn't write this, but, no, but someone on Oprah.com wrote so, this. Yes. The first one is you should not start by saying who liked the book and who didn't. Yeah. Because apparent because that's this polarizing thing. It pits people against each other, and you guys are kind of all there, not necessarily to argue with each other, but just to have a conversation. So you don't start it that way. Yeah, and you might have mixed feelings. You're also allowed to just sit and listen. So if you didn't like the book, you can go. If you didn't read the book, you can go. Yeah. But you can just sit and listen. You don't have to tell everyone that you didn't read the book, and then maybe start talking about your personal problems. And oh my God, Bob from work, he's just a jerk. And this is not. Not the work place. This week and can you believe it? Yeah, not the place. Don't bring your personal problems. People are there to escape their personal problems yep. and make friends and have a social hour. Yeah. Um, other things you shouldn't say are, who picked this book anyway? This book is way over my head. This is, this is where my acting skills really <laughs> come into place. I don't know why she would put up with that. That's another thing you shouldn't say about characters, especially in the Oprah book club. Yeah. There's a lot of put upon women. Yeah. Well, that also shout out if you are. Here's a tip if you're going to a book club where you don't know a lot of people or you only know these people in the context of the book club. Be careful what you say. You know, if you're reading a book about somebody who's in an abusive relationship and you're like, this woman is so dumb. There could be somebody in that book club that is going through the same thing. So don't be a judgmental trash baby. Be a little aware of the, you know, you have no idea whatever. I mean, if you were going to a book club and you'd know everybody there really, really well, obviously my, the book clubs I did, I was very close friends with everybody. So we kind of knew each other's lives. So we could be a little bit more open and free. But if you don't know people, be, you know, be nice. Yeah. Your judgment of a character may come across as a judgment of someone else. Yeah. So how do you find book clubs? A lot of indie bookstores and libraries host book clubs. It's worth going in and just being like, hey, do you guys have a book club? Do you have many book clubs? Ask your librarians and booksellers. Also, look online. If you Google or look on Facebook for existing book clubs, there's tons of them. There are some online-only ones, and there's some a lot that meet in person. There's also, if you're in, really into a specific genre, you can probably find a book club for it. My book club was a specifically horror book club. All uh, three of them? All three of them. Uh, there's romance. This episode is going to be called. Mallory had three book clubs. Mallory had three book clubs. You know, there's fantasy book clubs, there's romance book clubs, there's sci-fi book clubs. If you're really, really into that and that's what you want to read and you're afraid of joining a book club because you think, you, you know, you don't want to read Oprah's pick of the year. You want to read something with, you know, dragons or murderers. You know, there's probably a book club for that. <laughs> the Dragon and Murderer Book Club. The, are you murdering dragons or you're murdered by a dragon? Ta-da! The Murder by a Dragon Book Club. So Emma Watson recently launched a book club. There's a big celebrity book club thing happening yeah. now. Emma Watson launched a feminist book club. That's online. So, uh, it's yeah. on Goodreads, I think. I think so, too. Reese Witherspoon has one. Kim Kardashian has one. But then there's also ones like the Well-Read Black Girl Book Club. They have a Wicked Good Instagram. Oh, they do? And then Wicked they also, good. if you sign up for it just as a book recommendation delivered right to your inbox every month, which yeah. is really rad. Our friends over at Sword and Laser have a book club as well with their podcast. Their podcast comes out weekly, but then they do a monthly book club, I think yeah. it is, and you get to vote and stuff, which is pretty cool. Or you can just join the Book of a Month Club. That's a book club. And they have a they have an online community oh, can, sure. that discusses book club picks, which is pretty cool. Also, obviously, I'm a pretty big fan of starting your own. <laughs> She's uh, a self-starter, that Mallory O'Mara. <laughs> no joke, and this is going to be my sad reader story. When I started the Arkham Horror Book Club back in, oh, geez, Louise, it was probably four years ago, so I was 20. I was like 23 or 22 at the time. I didn't know anybody who read, and I didn't have any book friends. So 
I literally just started finding random people on Facebook that I knew via Facebook and I would just message them and be like, hey, do you like books? Do you like horror <laughs> books? And I, I scraped up enough people together I, and I created a Facebook group and we got after the first meeting, it was such a success. Everybody loved it that we just kept doing it. Like within a few months, we had like 20 members and that's why I had to make a new a new chapter. Oh, wow. You, you know, so just find some friends, drag your significant other along, make some flyers for your library, bookstore, reach out to friends on social media. Sometimes, guys, it's hard to make book friends and book friends are the best friends, especially if you're a hardcore reader and it's a big part of your life like it is for me and Bria. It can be kind of lonely if you don't have anybody to talk about books with. So just reach out, find your people. If everybody can't agree on a book, maybe try just a short story. That's what we, the book club was doing for a while and it's a, you know, a lot less pressure to read, read a whole book. Gretchen Rubin, who does the Happier podcast, which I listen to, has a kidlit book club, which is a totally specific kind of book. If you wanted to read children's literature, that's like a cool and like kind of simple way to get into it by starting a book club, like with with something so specific. Oh yeah, and again, book clubs can get help you explore things you might not normally read. You know, you could also do a novella, or you can also make it like my book club was and make it more of a reader club and have everyone talk about what they're reading. Also, just heads up, make sure that wherever you're meeting is handicap accessible and good for everybody's needs. Like if you have friends that are vegetarian, maybe it's not a good idea to meet it at like you know. Hot dogs are us. Bubba Steakhouse. Bubba Steakhouse. Just be be cognizant of everybody's needs. So if you're trying to figure out what to choose for re- to read for your book club, there are some guidelines online that I found. Choose a book no one has read. You want a neutral book so you can all read it at the same time and enjoy the experience. Don't choose for the whole year. Don't plan it out that far ahead of time. You can plan it out a couple months ahead of time, but don't plan out 12, 12 months ahead of time. That doesn't Don't be sense. a book club hog. Um, rotate who chooses and read a variety of types of books. Again, like, why don't you try reading all books that won awards this year? Like, there's a lot of things like that. Or going with the theme. It's October, right? Go with something that's scary. Like, that. that's another thing you could do. A lot of sites suggest um, choosing a theme for two or three books in a row. So they're all the same time period. They're the same author, same genre. So you can compare maybe this author's book to her previous books or something like that. Also, remember cost. A lot of book clubs are just like paperbacks only to save money. You don't want someone to have to go out and spend $30 for a new hardcover or, and you know, try to keep it diverse. Did you just read three different white dudes in their 60s? Pay attention to what you're choosing. And keep it, keep it, keep it variety. Yeah. A yeah. lot of book clubs actually have a paperback only rule too that so makes people sense. are not having to you don't to want go people to spend a lot of money you shouldn't have to spend a lot of money to join a club um book riot had a read harder challenge this year bookriot.com with who we love with which we love and they had and it would be a great book club outline. yeah they do it every year it's really cool so it's things like read a book about sports or read a debut novel a great way to break your reading habits that was kind of their goal but it would be a really cool outline for to pick yeah. books yes actually I'm, I'm pretty sure I don't know if they're still going I'll double check and if there is I'll put link to it in the show notes That, but I'm pretty sure the book riot has a bunch of book clubs uh, in sure. some major cities I had gone to I had gone to the ones that were in New York City uh, oh, before cool. I moved out of Brooklyn, That's and they're cool. pretty sweet, and yeah, it gets people getting together and talking about what they're. And do reading. they use the read harder challenge as a guide? Some of them do, yeah. Cool. So some top book club picks of the last decade. We want to talk about them. Let me know. Water for Elephants by Sarah Gruen. Gruen. How do you say her last name? I think it's Gruen. Gruen. The Road by Cormac McCarthy, which is depressing book club really dark book club book that's when you go, go to book club and you all just drink really heavily eat pray love obviously that's a that's yeah a, yeah uh-huh. the brief wondrous life of oscar wow by juno diaz which i loved and i actually did book. as a book club pick because me and some friends from my book club still sometimes all read the same book together and then talk about it via facetime uh, and we all did that and we loved it um the underground railroad obviously 
good one, Colson Colson yeah. Whitehead. You know what? You know Felicia Day used to have a book club, a romance book club. Yeah, Vaginal she, Fantasy. Oh yeah, still going. Is it still going? Yeah, That's cool. I think, uh, and I think uh, Veronica Belmont of Sword and Laser does it sometimes too. Oh cool. Yeah, very cool. So send your book club thoughts to Reading Glasses Podcast at gmail.com. Before we talk about some weird book tech, uh, we're gonna take a quick break. I like to Hulu and chill. Am I a monster? What's happening on Game of Thrones? What's a technical Emmy? Why did Dominic Toretto go rogue? Is this meme already dead? Nicki Minaj or Remy Ma? For answers to these questions and so much more, come on over to Pop Rocket, a pop culture roundtable discussion that always has a fun, diverse panel talking about the stuff we love. Catch us every Wednesday on MaximumFun.org or wherever you decide to get your podcast. I'm not going to judge. So for this week's book check segment, I got me and Bria some pretty weird book pillows. Now we went online and was like, what we needed are pillows to read books on. So is that it? Yeah. yeah. So basically okay. what the book pillows are, they're for, I, both of us use them for reading in bed, but I guess you could use them wherever you're reading. And I oh, got. you could reuse them anywhere. You can use them anywhere. Well, not mine. And okay. I got the one for Bria specifically for e-readers and the one for me is for physical books. And they're basically pillows that you prop up your reading device on yeah yeah except mine okay mine is basically a cylinder and with it's a like, lip with a lip on it and you can like put your little e-reader in the inside so it keeps it upright yeah and i <laughs> fall asleep usually reading on my stomach i read on my stomach a lot like i lay down you know like you're at the beach or something like mm-hmm. i don't know why i think that that's what you do at the beach that's but, what i do at the okay. beach <laughs> but you lay in your stomach and i kept trying to put the pillow on top of my regular pillow and that is not the way this pillow is designed. No, it is designed this pillow be must be pillow. the only pillow that you Yeah, use. you got to get rid of your normal pillow, then set this pillow down, and then put the e-reader in the pillow. But then you don't have to hold it. You can just hold yourself up on your hands. Eat some snacks. Eat some snacks if you're going to eat laying down, which I think is just a hazard. Just a good, just a recipe for choking, but that's fine. I don't like eating in bed. You don't like eating in bed? I, I hate crumbs. I am. I one time. I love crumbs. One time, my ex. I found. I walked in on my ex boyfriend eating granola in bed, and I almost murdered him. Oh no! In my bed, you can't eat granola in somebody else's bed. Okay, but yours is different. Yours is like a giant hat. Yes. Yours is when I took mine. When I took mine out of the box, I thought it was a big weird hat. It's basically a four-sided pyramid with a lip around the edge, and it has like a big bookmark ribbon coming out of the top of it, which I never use because my cats have destroyed it. Uh, But But you can use it. Yeah. Because yours is like a giant lip for big books. Well, yeah, it's for, uh, like, it depends on how big the book is. It's, it can only go up to probably the size of a hardcover. But the cool thing about it is because of the lip, like, it's a little pillow lip and you stuff the book in there. So it keeps the book open for you. Okay. But do you read on your stomach or on your you're sitting up when you're using? I this? usually read on my side, and the reason why I like this is because now get, guys get ready for a big spoiler. I don't need glasses to read. I don't need reading glasses. <laughs> I throw the microphone across the room. Boom! This is this is a big secret, but neither me or Bria need reading glasses. Actually, the only thing that I can do without my glasses is read. Yeah, because I'm a, a robot sent from the future to read yeah. books. It's... And so, I if I read in bed without my glasses, it's hard. Normally, a strain on my wrist to keep the book so close. Like I I have a, a twelve inches. It's the book zone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
And it's mine's r- about the same. It's hard to keep books in the book zone. But what's cool is if I read on my side and I have the book pillow right next to me, just propped up, I can just be all comfortable. And- Wait, so you bought this for for us a while ago. Do you use the book pillow all the time? I actually still use it every day. Um, not every day, but uh, pretty like a few times a week. At How least. much was the book pillow? Uh, I think it's like twenty bucks. Oh wow! So you've gotten like your money out of I it. I totally have gotten my money. I I actually I give this a four out of five pages. Um, wow! The only reason it doesn't get full marks for me is because it's you can't read all sizes of books. I tried to read my favorite thing is monsters, which is if you have physically read that book, it is a very large book and it doesn't fit well in there but i really really like it so so over a certain number of pages it's not going to fit in the book pillow yes but so if you have joint issues if you have problem like you have problems with your hands Mm -hmm. uh if you have any sort of disability that makes it impossible or very very difficult to hold a physical book for a long period of time and you like reading in bed or on the couch i really recommend this or if you're like me and bria and you don't see really well and you need to keep the book close to your face in a comfortable way i totally recommend this pillow i love it what about you, Bria? I'm 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 listening to what you're saying. I understand it. I will say I tried it out, and then it went on the floor the next day, and it has not come off the floor since. Well, because with an e-reader, you just kind of have to. You don't need the lip. You could probably prop it up on anything. Right? I just prop it up on a normal pillow. Yeah. Or I read it down with not propped up. You prop it up on up your cat. I do understand. Yeah. If you if there, if you did have some problems that you weren't able to hold on to something or like you couldn't hold yourself up when you're reading, that it would make sense for that scenario. For me, it feels like a pillow that's laying on my floor right now. Like, it feels like that it is an extra throw pillow at this lip. point that has a lip and does sort of match my covers, so that's good. My cu- my blankets on my bed. You're lucky. So, yeah, I almost, as a joke, bought you the American flag print one, but then I'm I did really not. I'm really glad you didn't do that. <laughs> this one kind of like lives as a throw pillow at this point, so okay. I would say it only gets... I mean, it is a good-looking pillow, so I would give it like a two out of five pages. But I could see how someone would need this and want it. It's just like if if you if you have trouble holding a book up or something, that then I think that would be that'd be the use of it. Yeah, see, that's I I like mine a lot. I read on my side, and I like having it propped up really close to my face with the pages open, so I don't have to use my fingers to keep the book open. I really like mine. We're gonna link to both of them in the show notes. If you have used a book pillow. I'm interested in other e-readers like it better than me. Yeah, you can email us at readingglassespodcast at gmail.com and let us know your book pillow thoughts. So now we're going to solve a bookish problem from one of our listeners. Shari writes in, I have three books that I'm currently reading. My boyfriend says I'm not absorbing the material from the books because I'm reading such different material each time I pick up one of the books. I see it as having a choice in what I want to read before bed, in the bathroom, or hanging out on the couch. I am fully absorbing the material because I'm talking to him about the various topics. Is it wrong to have multiple books going at one time? Does this make me weird or a multitasking nitwit? Each episode, I hear you both mention what you're reading, and it's not the same as the week before. Are we all weird or what is normal? What? Bria, what do you think? I don't, I don't like this. I don't yeah. like what your boyfriend is saying. Yeah. It's normal to read number of books at once. Hell yeah, it is. I mean, okay, personally, I don't know if I'd read two of the same genre because I would get the worlds confused. If I'm reading two books set in a forest with talking <laughs> animals and I would be like, but I got confused about which bear is wearing yeah. overalls and which bear is wearing, you know, is wearing <laughs> is just a cowboy hat. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I have to like be careful, especially because I read a lot of like space books. Yeah. Oh man, one time I read back to back The Passage and I read it back to back with the Guillermo del Toro book. The Strain. Yes. And I got them confused. Oh, and no. Because Too many vampires. have vampires in them. And at some point I was like, man, I wonder if they're going to go back to this one thing. And then I was like, oh, wrong book. Oh, no. Yeah. But so that is tough. I would not read two vampire books at the same time, especially, you know, 
if one is historical vampires, whatever. But I don't think that they hurt each other. In fact, I think you might it helps. So if you're reading a nonfiction book, for example, about time travel, but then you're also reading a fiction book about time travel, which I just recently did, yes. you can learn and fantasize all at the same time. I think it's a yeah. really good use of oh, your brain. Totally. And you're using kind of different parts of your brain, too. There are times where I just I can't read a, a fiction book. Because I just am, am too absorbed in something else I'm thinking about. And so I will want to read a nonfiction book. And so I'll have two books going at the same time. Yeah. What do you think, Mallory? I don't think she needs to tell her boyfriend to stop being a butthole. Ooh, I'll do it. A butthole? Play this for your boyfriend right now. Stop being a butthole. It's absolutely not wrong to have multiple books going on one, at once. I usually have a novel, a nonfiction book, my National Geographic for the month, and a book of short sco- stories going all at the same time. That way you can have books for different places in your house, different times of the day, different places you go, like in your car, in your purse, days of the week, whatever. For all that matters, you could have a, a book for every Thursday and a book for every Friday. Your reading life is your own, and it's whatever works for you there's no normal reading recently it was so good we i was in a both me and bria were in texas for fantastic fest and i was staying in a hotel and both me and my boyfriend were reading in the hotel bed whole and eating pizza and i was like holding the book open with my feet and flipping the pages with my big toe and i was damn happy doing it okay (laughs) that's pretty weird but it's fine it's whatever makes you happy is the way that you need to read and what you need to read you can't have anybody judging what you read or and also how the fuck does he know how much you're absorbing what is he your teacher is he getting book reports for all the books you're reading screw this guy okay your boyfriend needs to stop being a trash baby can i just say something yeah i bet her boyfriend is not even a reader oh damn gauntlet throne or whatever people say fucking throne okay yeah seriously and if anybody ever has anything bad to say about the way that you're reading unless you're like i oh i can only read if i'm murdering a baby like <laughs> then they can go screw My themselves number one okay? preferred way of reading <laughs> is when i am i'm let's just say something awful it's when i'm getting in a car wreck on purpose it's <laughs> <laughs> what i'm murdering. driving drunk is what i'm, I'm driving, driving drunk drunk. and reading at the same time yeah unless the way that you're reading is actually hurting somebody else there is no way for anyone to judge you okay yeah, it's, it's however you read read 15 books if you you want honestly your reading life is one of the most personal things for you and it's if you found a thing that works for you that's great i do wonder if Sher- sherry is concerned about whether or not she is absorbing all of it I don't and think that's she a different is. thing oh you if, don't think so? if, sherry if you are concerned then by all means you read however many books you need to to feel comfortable in your brain but your boyfriend he can go fall into a volcano whoa i get really grumpy about b- people who are who are judgmental of other people's reading habits <laughs> so if you want us to solve your reader problem please send it to reading podcast at gmail.com We're going to leave you with this episode's book connection, a way to connect with other readers online with the use of this week's hashtag. And this week, it's hashtag roll into the book club. Oh, wow. It took me a while to think about this one. I wasn't even asked about this hashtag. This hashtag was... (laughs) Mallory, ready to go. You already knew it. You weren't even going to ask me. Is this okay? (laughs) Yeah, it's good. (laughs) I couldn't think of it. I didn't want to just be like book club. And we keep doing like hashtag... Like whatever love, so I was like, I got to do something a little cool. Okay, so we roll into the book. Roll into the book club. We want you to tweet your thoughts about book clubs to the hashtag and to us. And also, if you have a book club, take a picture of you guys and put it on Instagram and tag us. We want to see you guys. Yeah, yeah. And if you want more people to join your book club, let us know. We can post about it. Yeah, we'll retweet it. Yeah, for sure. So if you like the show, please rate and review us on iTunes. It's really great for us. It helps us to meet, reach more listeners and helps us to make Maximum Fun really happy. And Rem- us. 
It makes me really happy. Also, it makes Mallory really happy. I read every all time the reviews. We get reviews. You guys are great. It's really exciting. We have we're getting we're getting up there too, which yeah, is I really know. really exciting. Remember, our, for our hearing impaired fans, Reading Glasses is pleased to offer interactive transcripts of the show through Greta. Go to Greta, G-R-E-T-T-A, dot com slash reading underscore glasses to read and turn your favorite reading glasses moments into clips that you can share on social media. So if you hear us say something you like, you can go, you can clip that out, and you can send it off into the social media ether where it gets burned and <laughs> It will, it will and live forever. Uh, you can email us at readingglassespodcast and gmail.com. Find us on Twitter at readinggpodcast or on Instagram at readingglassespodcast. You can always follow along on our bookish adventures using the general hashtag readingglasses. So thanks for listening and, and thanks, thanks for, for reading. reading. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.